Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kiora Wellington, you're listening to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm one of your hosts today. My name is Laura Kewen, and I'm joined with a new host, Sapir. Hello, everyone. Hi, Sapir. Uh, we've got a very exciting show for you today. Um, Generation Zero has been very busy working on the uh, Zero Carbon Act, and we have talked to them uh, previously, so we're going to replay a very interesting interview with Victor from Gen Zero in the second half of the show. Uh, but in the first half, Sapir has a very special guest. Thank you, Laura. I'm joined by Michael Clements. Michael Clements is one of the Jewish community in Wellington's chief archivists, uh, a self-declared role. Um, and next week we'll be putting on an exhibit called Jewish Life in Wellington from 1840 to 2017, um, featuring a myriad of things collected over time that document the Jewish life of Wellington. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Shapia. Um, just thought I'd start by asking you, why and when did you start archiving all this material? Well, actually, it's happened in the uh, early 1990s when um, the Jewish community was asking the um, Governor-General to come to a Sabbath service and they wanted a display. So I was interested in um, what we had around the place, so they asked me if I'd, I would do it. So I put on a display... At that stage, that was 1993. And, uh, but I've been collecting just prior to that and also later on. We did have, actually started with, there was a, 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 hist- a person who was in New Zealand, or a historian, and he was interested in um, collecting some things. And, uh, uh, but he had just a couple of drawers, that was all in the cabinet. And since then, I've now got three rooms full of stuff. So I've been collecting since then for the community. But I'm not, you said archivists. I'm not really an archivist, and, and there was not a, there's not a number of them there either. It's just I would say I'm an avid collector would be the best thing for to say uh, for me. But uh, wherever I go around New Zealand, and uh, I, I um, go to the cemeteries and take photographs of the graves, and like Hokitika or, or Dunedin or Canterbury or whatever, and, um, you know, so I put those on my computer and uh, print them off and, and file them away. Because I am collecting for, for New Zealand, because it is called New Zealand Jewish Archives, but basically about 90% of the stuff is Wellington. But anyway, okay. Is that and just so, um, there we go. <laughs> is that just because you're based in Wellington? Yeah, that's correct, yes. That's correct. And, and of course, it's a non-profit organisation, and it just started at... Um, we called it New Zealand Jewish Archives. I have a little committee, and um, um, which has really just been active this year. But in the past, I've really financed it myself. Um, you know, all that time buying stuff and everything. So I've been quite a, you know, <laughs> I've been collecting whatever I can. But I've, I've got it's amazing. I mean, I go in and I find stuff that I've forgotten completely that I had. <laughs> you know, but this exhibition is. Um, especially to allow people to come in and see what the, what the colonial Jews 
assisted in, in the growth of Wellington and the people in our community who are still active in, in that role. So tell us about some of the famous faces in the exhibit who are the more notable people. Well, well, thank you. Okay, well, first of all, um, uh, there's Julius Vogel, who is actually not from Wellington, but of course he's, as Premier, he was based at the Parliament in Wellington. So I've got, what I've got is a, a number of bios, that I call them, you know, of, of the, the people, uh, the colonial ones and those today. Uh, but Vogel, so he was a premier. Um, but Jewish participation, you know, started in very, very early on. Uh, in 1840, when the first ships arrived in Petoni, there were three Jews in that. It was Mr. Abraham Hort, Jr., um, and two brothers Levy. Uh, Abraham Hort, Jr.'s father came in 1843, and he held the first Jewish service in New Zealand on the 7th of January, 1843. You know, so that was pretty early. But we didn't get a synagogue in Wellington until 1870. So the first synagogue was opened in 1870, which was a wooden one uh, on the terrace. And then on the same site, it, uh, they, the community said that it was getting a bit small. <laughs> yeah. So they demolished that one and they opened a, uh, a brick one in 1840, uh, um, sorry, in 1873, on the same spot on the terrace. And then in the 60s, the, you know, the government, the council and so forth, wanted a, a new motorway, you know, the motorway that leads into Gosney Street. Um, and uh, that our um, synagogue was in the road, so we had to get out of there. So we bought a number of properties in, over time. Um, in Webb Street, and that's where we are now, 74 to 80 Webb Street, and that's where this exhibition is going to be for everybody to come along and have a look at. The hall in number 80 Webb Street is named after Michael Myers, that's is right. it not? Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about yeah. him? Yeah, well, Michael Myers was, or well, Sir Michael Myers, was the, was, um, um, the chief... Um, Justice. The Chief Justice? Yeah, Chief Justice. Yeah, correct. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just see you a moment. Uh, Chief Justice of New Zealand. And, um, you know, when the, when the Governor-General is out of the country, you know, he would uh, take over for a short period of time, whatever that was, and so on. But uh, he's passed on now, so, um, you know. But we've had a um, considerable amount. There's uh, been other, other two other um, Governor-Generals who are Jewish, including uh, one just passed, um, although perhaps, uh, you know, he's brought up as a Christian, but he was born a Jew, and according to our ethics, uh, once you're born a Jewish, you know, you can, you're still Jewish, uh, if it comes from the, the mother. That's a matriarchal line. That's the way Judaism works, and orthodoxy anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, Abraham Hort, um, the junior, in 1842, he was elected to the first council of the borough of Wellington and became an alderman at 22 years of age, which was very, 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 very young for somebody. And then from then on, um, a number of Jews arrived under their own steam, you know. And then in 1843, his father came over. Um, of course, they come by bark or ship or sailing ship or whatever. Um, 
and um, he he um, started, had the first service, as I mentioned, on the 7th of January, 1843, and that was the first church service in New Zealand. Uh, and he um, came over with a number of children, and, um, and they started a congregation called the Wellington Hebrew Congregation. But now um, we call it the Wellington Jewish Community Centre because we are in this new building which combines the Wellington Hebrew Congregation and the Wellington Jewish Social Club together. So uh, we, we all work out of that, although the Jewish Social Club has now been disbanded actually. <laughs> um, um, so uh, the community um, has a synagogue there, so people attend services there. And it also has a number of other rooms, like you mentioned, the Myers Hall, which is named after Sir Michael Myers. Um, it has a, a kosher butcher shop for people who want kosher products. Um, and it has a Mariah Kindergarten, the Holocaust Centre, and a number of other little rooms where people can meet and so forth and so on. It's a very well-established building by now, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's very active, really, because mm. there's not very many Jews in Wellington. You know, people say, I say, how many Jews are in New Zealand? For instance, say 40,000 or something like that, you know. Well, really? Is that all there? Is no, that all? there's not. Oh, there's not? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say that. They think there is, but there's not. There's only about, I, I, I think, probably around about 6,000 Jews in New Zealand, that's all. Majority yeah. uh, now in Auckland, but Wellington was the major Jewish city. There's some in Canterbury, yeah. which you can't call it Christchurch, yeah. but Canterbury Hebrew congregation. Some in Dunedin, uh, sprinkling in the various little places around the place, and uh, and but, you know majority in Auckland. But um, it depends on what you call you know whether people want to. <coughs> they may not be a lot of people don't wish to become members. You know they're just out there. So do you count those or not? Mm, you know, I see. They are Jewish, but. Okay, so there, there might be a lot of people who are ethnic and eth ethnically Jewish who don't go to synagogue or participate. That's correct, yeah. just like anything else, a secular, yeah. you know. Mm. We do have a temple here, which is a liberal, or well, it's not liberal anymore. You start off as liberal, um, uh, but that, uh, and it's also um, in Auckland as well. They have one where there's, there's an Orthodox synagogue in Wellington and in Auckland mm -hmm. um, and in Canterbury. Um, and, um, you know, so people can go to that or else if they choose, as you say, they can, you know, can go to the, uh, the temples. There's a temple Sinai in Wellington and a temple up in Auckland. Plenty of variety for the for the well, six thousand right. Jews. <laughs> it's just like the Christian. I mean, you know, yeah. there's different varieties. Aren't yeah. There? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, you know, the Anglican and Presbyterian and all that sort of stuff and yeah. Catholic and stuff. Yeah, you can pick yeah. your flavour. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, apart from the people that we can see and learn about in the exhibit, what else will you be showing there? What else depicts oh, Jewish life okay. in Wellington? Yeah. Well, I'm really f trying to feature images of Jews who contributed, as I said, to uh, to the growth of the of the Wellington city. Um, and uh, there are Jewish artifacts, uh, sacred objects, and that we use for ceremonies and festivals. Uh, lots of photographs, a number of nice paintings. Um, and uh, a variety of other other things that we use, uh, Jewish people use, and, and it explains exactly, you know, the Sabbath. There's a table for Passover, which people know about, and uh, so you can see that table and what's on it. 
and uh, number of Passover plates and all that sort of things, a variety of those. Um, and, um, you know, so uh, the exhibition is um, being held over the school holidays, although I don't suppose we'll have too many young children coming along, but, but students and, and uh, elder, older children that go to the college would be we get a lot out of it because it's very educational and we want to say to them all you know this is what the, the colonial jury did and those who are involved still today and what they're doing for Wellington because we've had um, a number of I told you we had we've had three prime ministers Jewish um, we've had a, a, a considerable number of mayors the first two mayors of Auckland were Jewish um, Ian Lawrence a Jewish the president of um, I mean um, uh, yeah, president of uh, Wellington City Council, chairman of Wellington City Council, and he's uh, no longer there, of course. And everybody will, will remember uh, a number of other people: There's Alan Ritchie and uh, uh, and uh, Simon Wolf is, is one at the moment. So you know, it's been a big involvement as far as p politics is concerned as well in civic civic area. But um, Francis Dillon Bell was uh, Jewish. Uh, his he married a daughter of Abraham Hort. So um, because she was Jewish, therefore he was Jewish. You know. Can you tell uh, us the story that you shared with me the other day about the curtain you found? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I don't know, I suppose people know that um, the ark, uh, the the ark of the law. Um, which we have a, a, a cupboard where the arcs are kept, which is um, uh, the law is kept, which is the Torah or the five books of Moses. And we read that every every Sabbath, every Saturday. We read a portion every Saturday till it's finished and we start again <laughs> and go through once more. <laughs> you know, so we keep that in a, a cabinet and it has a curtain in the front. The curtain is presented by members of our community and... Um, while I was uh, looking very early on at that first ex exhibition we had in, in 1993, I found a, well, I was looking around for things and it's amazing what you find. And, uh, and anyway, I, I found in, a, in a, a box, in a cardboard box, I opened it up and, and I took it out and put it you know, out and I saw it was, a, it was a curtain and it had a name on it. Um, and uh, in in Hebrew, you know, and so I had a look at it, and and I have photographs of the first of our first uh, synagogue. It was built in, in eighteen seventy three. So I had a look at the photographs, and it was the, actually the curtain of that period of time. So uh, that curtain was presented in nineteen ninety three because it had written on it, but it was in very poor condition. And anyway, I had some friends down to Papa, and I went and had a chat to them, and. <laughs> they came up and had a look, and uh, Mike Fitzgerald, a very nice gentleman from Te Papa, uh, he's still working here part time. He he brought a couple of ladies from the embroidery department around to have a look at it. It was actually um, in not very good condition, uh, and uh, and it's gold lame, you know, and our community couldn't afford. <laughs> really to do much about the repair job and we didn't have the expertise in either, either. So we laid this out, these ladies came along, so we laid it out on, on the stage in the Myers Hall, they had a look at it and they were very interested and we, we spoke about it over the following months and, um, and uh, they said, we asked them if 
you know, if they'd be interested in taking it and having it at Te Papa, because they said they would repair it for us. So they elected to repair it for us. So we had a couple of ladies there who spent several months uh, repairing the curtain and everything, and there it is now on display in the fourth floor in Te Papa, and it's the 1893 curtain, which we just found there. We have another one that we use today today. <laughs> Makes sense. It's just amazing how far back things are kept from, that we, we just never used to throw things away. Yeah. Well, uh, that's correct. Well, we had a, um, a rabbi who administered uh, the community for over 53 years, and it was Rabbi Van Staveren. And he was well known around the area, but I don't know whether anybody know him now. Probably passed on. But however, um, <laughs> he died in the 30s. Um, uh, I found, well, I didn't find. I mean, a friend of ours, um, one of our members, um, Professor Levine, Steve Levine, he found at the back of a, um, a cupboard uh, what we, is called an address, which doesn't mean where you live. It's actually a very nicely printed. Um, speech basically which was to Rabbi Van Staveren to have a uh, have a lovely holiday when he's going to England in 1927 um, and it's um, and the person who did this is uh, Joseph Zachariah his name was down there and he was a person who um, had a shop in 1906 in Wellington uh, he was a photographer and what he would do is go around uh, where there was something going on, like a, something, some sports or a shipwreck, or you know, some some community get together for everything for something, and he took photographs and he put them in his window the next day. It was I think he was the first pop- person probably to to do that, and people could see that uh, the rugby game they played the Saturday before was a lovely photograph of them jumping for the ball or something like that. Um, and that was in the window, and, you, and he could buy that as a postcard. And the postcards he sold for sixpence. And anybody listening would, <laughs> who's old enough to know or came from England, that sixpence was a Zach. They used to call it a Zach. <laughs> and his name was Zachariah, so that fitted in very well. So he sold those for sixpence. So and they are collector's pieces today, these postcards. Wow. And I've got a couple in the archives, which people have been kind enough to give to me. Anyway... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, great find. Can, can I ask a question, you Michael? What, what is it that makes you so interested in finding all of this historical material and finding out about these old stories? Oh, well, I really don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I suppose it's just in me, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always kept things. Uh, from. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't keep rubbish, but I mean, I keep things that matter to me, and, but I become more and more interested as time goes on, and I get quite a thrill in finding something, you know, going down to Hokitika and going into the museum there and finding a photograph of somebody or, um, you know, uh, and or going, going up to Auckland and taking a photograph of their first synagogue or something like that. So I have a, a, a large collection of photographs of, of uh, Jewish uh, things around uh, New Zealand. But I don't know, I just just like keeping them, I suppose, because it's a shame to throw things away. Mm. I mean, people, perhaps a person living at this present time may not be interested, but it could very well be that the children are interested. You know, just like genealogy. I mean, you know, I mean, you read in your Bible, 
genealogy started with Jewish people, the Hebrews. They said this one begat this one and begot this one. <laughs> you know, didn't they? You know, so that was the first genealogy probably. Mm -hmm. um, and I get queries every week, uh, two or three probably, um, asking me, uh, people who are interested in finding out their family roots yeah. and uh, asking me if I have uh, details of this one, that one, the next one. And I can probably usually find it, although some of them are so very early, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s, I didn't really uh, collect anything. And we started only keeping membership um, in the thir 1930s. So, um, you know... It's it's uh, it's helpful for people to have that. But as far as the Jew, Jews are concerned, you know, if a person gets married, they've got to prove they're Jewish. And if they're living in Melbourne or something like that, uh, they write back to our community and say, well, you know, can you send us the records? Because uh, we keep the records. We've kept them since uh, 1876. But there might have been probably before that some records, but I've never been able to find anything. Mm. And if it's a bit of water. Sure. Wow, cool. So it sounds like there's almost like a, a bit of a sense of responsibility, especially to, to people who will need it down the line or who will be curious down the line. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, our community now knows that um, we have an archives, and when somebody passes on, you know, I often get in touch with them. I don't intrude, but I will often ask them if they have things that they would like to be kept. and. Mm you know, for future generations. And um, and I get photographs, I get books, things like that. Mm. I have quite a good little collection of books myself, but I have 120 books which has got something about Jewish in them or written by Jews. Yeah. And we have a number of authors, and, I mean, people in Jewish community now have been Wellington and Auckland yeah. that have uh, written. And also I have in the archives the... History of the Dunedin Jewish Congregation, the Canterbury Congregation, Auckland has just has a book published recently, Jewish Lives, and um, and our beautiful book, uh, which was first Jews in New Zealand by Goldman, and that um, was um, written as a the no sorry there was a thesis was which is was the basis of that book um, by a person whose grandfather. And he's still alive. It's Michael Pitt, his grandfather, wrote that. Um, or his father. So <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and so on. So I've got those there too, you know, which are interesting to, to find out what's happened down in Dunedin, you know, with the Hallensteins and, and uh, beer people. And, you know, and we have uh, in Wellington, we had in Wellington, um, Joseph Nathan, who's the founder of Glaxo, do you know what they are? That turned into a very big, one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Is that which right? Is Smith Klein. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating to hear your stories, Michael, because it's such a small community but such an influential one. Yeah. yeah. Well, they started, um, I mean, the, the chief of the fire brigade in Wellington in the colonial days when it first started was Jewish. Um, um, I think Abraham Hortorp. Now that gave us, uh, like, I mean, £100 in those days towards a library, um, you know, and, they, and, and there are still, um, you know, Wellington College and at the Victoria University, money being used for, uh, from people who have donated it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
time. Yeah, if you, if you don't have any more questions, do you want one more plug on like how people can see the yes, archives? Yes, thank you very show? much. I would like that. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, thank you. Okay, it's a it's an exhibition. It's called Jewish Life in Wellington, 1840 to 2017, and it's at the Wellington Jewish Community Centre, which is 80 Webb Street. It's starting this coming Sunday, which is the 9th of July, and it goes to the 16th. And it's open from 10 a.m. in the morning till 6 p.m. at night. Uh, and there are two late nights, Tuesday and Thursday, till 8 p.m. But it is shut. It is shutting on Friday nights at four, or the the Friday night at four p.m. And um, because that's where our Sabbath starts, at the Friday evening, and mm-hmm. it goes through to Saturday. So Saturday it's closed as well. So it's closed the Friday night after. It closes at four, and and the Saturday, um, and it's open normally then till ten a.m. till six, from 9th of July to the sixteenth, which is two Sundays actually. Wonderful. But it's opening this coming Sunday. Yeah, fantastic. So we hope everybody will come along. You are cordially invited. Everybody is cordially invited to come along to this unique exhibition. Yeah. That sounds great, Michael. Um, Thanks for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, that was really, really wonderful. Thank you. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of Rachmaninoff, which was your your request. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you... um, Too long. Did you you have a reason why you... um, Picked, picked uh, Rachmaninoff as oh, your. I like his piano music. Because you it's like beautiful. the piano. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but it's too long for you to play. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll listen to well, a bit anyway. Depends. You might be able to get a short one that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Anything would do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Here's the song. <laughs> 